The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. I'm Sapphire Master. My pronouns are him, his, and he. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers! So what are we drinking today? We're drinking a black and tan because we're having a wonderful meat pie for dinner. Irish meat pie. Yeah. yeah. So traditional black and tan harps as a pale ale on the bottom and then you pour Guinness so we get the nitro Guinness and... It feathers it a little bit more because of the gases, uh-huh. but it's so good. What's interesting is Black and Tan was a nickname given to copy this drink by British parliamentary forces that were suppressing the Irish independence oh. because during the movement in 20, 1920 and 21, and they're mostly the ex-servicemen who served in World War One. they all wore khakis and dark shirts, so that's what you're seeing as a oh, white bottom and a dark top. Gotcha. It's just representing that, but this is one of those things that is really great. Oh, you moved it and it, it mixed. It mixed, yeah. Yeah, it mixes. That's how it happens. <laughs> but it's not it's not completely mixed. I mean, I Yeah, it's close. Yeah. But it's it's good. Oh, oh yeah. I love that. I haven't had a Guinness for so long. I love Guinness. I really love Guinness and I love that they make the nitro cans. Yeah. Obviously out of a tap, a nitro tap better. is even better. Yeah. But I love how we this one won't do it because this is a black and tan, I have to pour it backwards over a spoon. Right. But when you actually do the Guinness, even in the can, and pour it in, you'll get that. It looks like it's having a mini explosion in your glass as yeah. all the bubbles are coming from the bottom and then raising to the top, and then yeah. it starts to get a great head. Guinness is great, too, because you can do things like drop Bailey shots in them and things, mm-hmm. which would be kind of like a boiler maker of some kind. I didn't think it would be good. Like I was like, there's no way that sounds good. And it's actually, it's really good. Like, really good. The Boilermaker <laughs> like version a of Like a bailey shot dropped into a, a pint of Guinness. Yeah, when I was in London, I went into an Irish pub mm-hmm. and ordered a Guinness from a pub that was literally, like, filled with Irishmen. Ordering yeah. Guinness. Like, you looked, every single person in the pub had, like, three pints of Guinness in front of oh, them. Oh, yeah. And it really tasted different, you know. It was like fresh Guinness. Oh, yeah. Completely different than what we get here. Mm-hmm. And I love it here. Like in, in the summer when I'm like coming off of soccer practice with the right. coaches, we'd go down to the pub yeah. and sit outside and have a meeting, a coach's meeting. They all would all order, you know, Budweiser's and lagers. Pale beers. And pale yeah. beers. And I'd order a Guinness. And they thought I was mental. But an ice cold Guinness on a hot day is lovely. Yeah. A lot of people think Guinness is heavy. Hmm. It's not a... You know, it's not like a heavy oatmeal stout or something like that. 
and it's not sharp like a porter would be. Right. It's actually extremely smooth, like smoother yeah. than some pails. Exactly. Like, you know, like we pointed out yesterday some Indian pale ale, and I, no offense to anyone that likes it, there's definitely a lane for people that like Indian pails, but I don't like them at all. They're just too bitter, yeah. too acidic. And those are extremely much harsher tasting than a Guinness. Guinness. Guinness was yeah. very smooth. So I actually... Friends were like, the darker the beer, the harsher it is. And I was like, no, no that's, that's not, not true. necessarily true. And that's I actually true. gave a taste to a friend who has like, never tried a dark beer and thought, oh, my God, this is great. And I'm like, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, well, the black and tan is an interesting beer because you get, it's kind of like a thinned out Guinness by the time you finish it. you know. Yeah. And you get the lighter beer at the end. At the bottom, yeah. Yeah. But it's good. It's quite good. Yeah. Okay, so chapter 18. Mm-hmm. Weird what do you chapter. Think? Well, it's shocking because the whole chapter is about him basically dismissing her as a partner, love interest, whatever. It wasn't. He, he, he didn't dismiss her. He dumped her. Yeah. Told her to get out, basically. You can't go on. Can't go and on. And he alluded to it in the chapter before. He did. But, you know, what is interesting, and, and it's the way she put it in the conversation, which was, he can't get enough of me sexually, so he has to end it. He, he, I'm the perfect woman for what his needs are, but he has to end it. He has it. to end it. And, you know, the thing that was a bit surprising was he blurted out that he had a new interest as a 17-year-old girl. Yeah. And he said, oh, I'll be bored with her in a few weeks, but it's nothing. But, but I'm ending it with you. you yeah, because she's coming over to fix me dinner. Yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he said in the end... That the reason, because you have to have reasons, the reason that he was going to dump her is because he's going to go back into analysis, he's going to be practicing as a psychiatrist once again. I thought he was going in, like he needed therapy. He's going into back into doing analysis. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, so, you know, he's making the excuse of I have to work so I can't have sex with you anymore. It's kind of a weak excuse. It's weird. Yeah, I'm going to say this again. I mean, I know that you... think it's that he's going to, I know he's going to go back into analysis, but he kept saying that for the last two or three chapters. And he would, remember he was like explaining that he was worried that there's something wrong with him. Like he knew there's something wrong. So that's what made me think he was going to go back into therapy. He was talking about that then. Mm. But in this context, he was talking about restarting his practice. Okay. And I don't know how that would interfere with what he's doing. It wouldn't. Neither would. Right. He's just ending it because he's banging a 17-year-old girl. Yeah. He's on to the next thing. He's on to the next thing. He's bored. And he's incredibly dismissive. You know, the chapter begins with a sexual escapade that's very ordinary. She senses that something's not right, and so she sort of fights it off. Yeah, he doesn't... He's not doing the normal things. Like, they're not going to go out. He's first going to use her. She fights him off. Because I think she senses something because he's his head's down. Yeah, he's while not he's talking he's, to her. He's not really interacting with her in a way that has her feeling comfortable with the situation. Right. And so then he basically fucks her, but he but he fucks her in a very mechanical way, mm-hmm. breaks her down, and eventually you it's know a power she, move. totally power. And then eventually she sort of relaxes and waits for him to finish, and then he finishes. He comes and he gets off her and tells her to get dressed. It doesn't like And then it. says he's gonna get dressed. Yeah, and then doesn't really allow her what they ordinarily have, which is like a little aftercare, a little post time. Yeah. Like and he lets her rest. He lets her rest. You know, there's like a moment of recovery 
that she's allowed and she's aware that he's not allowing her that well, time yeah and then he goes in this whole conversation about she's made him into a father figure for her he has to tell her everything and she agrees in her head that you know yeah she doesn't go to the laboratory without his permission or the cigarette she doesn't like cigarette or wash you know, her hands he, and he's before he started this conversation he says get dressed because i'm getting dressed too which is very much like what a parent says to their kid like okay you get to dress because i'm gonna go get dressed at the same time you know and then that leads into this conversation that he resents being made a father figure yet the whole time the whole time he points out to her all the father figure examples in her past relationships and then she, he treats her he actually uses manipulative behavior to program her to be treating him as a father figure absolutely the whole time yeah a lot of the book we were commenting about how they have a big little dynamic yeah 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 and he was always alluding to that there was some dark secret that she had with her dad. Right. That never gets developed. No. But... And she protests that. And she does protest against that. But for him, it's always been about him replacing her father figure in her life mm -hmm. with him. Right. That's been his whole M.O. Well, that's what he designed. Totally. She was very malleable when he first met her. Yes. And could have pushed her in any direction. And the thing is, is what I think is amazing, she recognizes these things that he's saying, but they're requests of her dominant. So she does them because she's obedient. Yes. Right? So I'm thinking to myself, now she's being faulted for being obedient because he wanted these things. And now he's pointing out that those are the things that the reason she has to go. Right. And... The one thing, too, though, I'm set with is she keeps talking about not being jealous, let's say. I'm not even jealous about this new girlfriend he has because I know I've done more than anything. Okay, okay. So I get that she believes that. Yes. But let's look at how much of a liar and a conniver this guy is. Yeah. So he's never come right out and said that she's the only one that's done these things. He's made note that he likes doing these things with her, right? Right. So she's extrapolated on that. And the reality is because he's such a manipulator, such a gross person, he can lie. I mean, even if she has an innuendo thinking that, she's in some kind of fantasy world thinking that she's the only one that can meet his needs, yet she's probably never been the only one. Right, but we did comment when they were speaking about that, that we don't know whether she's writing that at the moment or whether that's hindsight that she's You're writing. Right. You're right. So we don't know for sure if that was in fact the truth, that she was the only one who submitted to him in a way that allowed him to use her as hard as he did with, you know, the sort of intense sadomasochistic play scenes that they had. But she's being dumped right now. And she's, and she's hanging on to, well, I'm just so superhuman because he could use me this way. As if she thinks, well, he'll get tired of that, and he'll come back to me because that's my sense. I think, I think that's sense. an illusion, right? I that's think my that's, sense. I think that's an illusion. I think that's an illusion she has. That Because she's very calm about this. She is, at the moment. We don't know. The chapter ended when she got on the train. I know, I know. We don't know what's going to happen next. But she does allude to the possibility that they have this special dynamic. It's specialer special than kink, anything else. More special than anything else. 
And she doesn't really process in this chapter at no, all beca- that she's being replaced by a 17-year-old girl. Well, She doesn't process that at all. And who knows who else? I mean, let's just say. And who that's knows who else, right? We but, don't know. But my thing is, she leaves, conti- I mean, okay, so you're being dumped. And then you're still going to play the game of the obedience to the bitter end? But she was. She was super she obedient. Was, and that's what gave me the, the illusion, alluded to her thinking they're going to have a chance to get back together because she's she's going to maintain till the end. Even after he's telling her to get on the tube and she'd rather take the bus, she's obedient to the end. And she notes that because I believe she has this fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I've liked him very little yeah. throughout this book. I know, me too. I've liked him less and less as the book has gone on. Yeah. And this action, the way that he dumped her so unceremoniously without any warning. And he got his without... last poke in. I mean, like, yeah. what, a, what, a, what a shitty human. Yeah, he fucked her he and dumped her. He knew he was going to break up with her and dump yes, her, right? Yes, yes, yes. And he got what he needed before he dumped her. That's really shitty. It is. And it's totally not being a man. <laughs> he's, he's a very shitty human being. I agree. It's, it's very shitty. I'm glad you're coming around to my way of thinking on this. <laughs> well, no, I thought he was shitty for a while, but, you know. Yeah. He's just... He's a pig. Yeah. He's a pig. You know, and putting his kink aside. Yes. Because it's not about kink shaming. No, no, I'm not kidding. Just as a human being, the way he's interacted with her and treated her, he has no integrity. There's no integrity in it at all. And he's been relatively inauthentic in his interactions with her. And he's not being responsible at all at any level. No, he doesn't doesn't touch anything that we hold true. You know, she toyed with the whole consent, non-consent, but I think he's, they're not talking. No. He just surprises her with things. Always, including being dumped. Yeah. There's no clear communication. I mean, I get that people decide to move different directions. And if, you know, he's a pig before this point. But the reality is if he was honorable, he would have done it in some way to move on, right? So they both could have closure and move on. I get that people make those decisions. That's life. Yeah. But there's a way to do that and a way not to do that. And he obviously chose the way not to do it. You know, it occurs to me that we don't really know how long this relationship went on. I feel, yeah, I, I don't know if it's a year or not, but it, well, it months. It feels like it's months, right? It's been months at but, least. But we, don't, but we don't know for sure. Because she definitely referenced months at one point, but then yeah. we did, weren't sure from that point how much time has passed now. Yeah. So it, it seems like it's a, there was definitely the possibility anyway that the beginning months of the relationship were filled with these so-called new relationship feels. Yeah. Right. So yeah. he was. Yeah. There was something exciting about it, and something intriguing about it, and super kinky, and like they got like really dark, and there was like that sort of intrigue, right? Mm-hmm. And then he lost interest, and he starts banging other girls, and now he's got a seventeen-year-old, so he's done with her. What's well, amazing when I think about that in relationship, because I do get what you're saying, like people talk about it being the honeymoon period when people are dating and things like that. Yeah. And and even regardless of whether people move into a a permanent relationship or marriage or something that that's not even what I'm getting to. But that brings up a point about this relationship and others that are in that situation. I think the honeymoon period happens. Obviously you're excited initially. There's, there are actually scientific studies done on the hormones that you release and the way your brain chemistry changes yeah, in yeah. those very times. I get that. 
But I think a largely, from my experience with us at least, has been the intentional commitment to being responsible for the relationship, which is what keeps it hot and fresh and on the edge. Yeah. Does that make sense? And he's never been responsible. No. He's only been, like, he's a creature of habit, really. He sounds like a total creature of habit. So he kind of, this is what I do, this is what I need, this is it. And then he's not responsible, which could actually have created more interest for him and actually created more depth in the way they explore their kink, right? But he's a creature of habit. He just does what he does and that's it. And then when it gets to this point in the journey... Probably with most of his relationships, he goes, okay, it's over. It's time to go find something new again. Well, you know, she wanted a deeper relationship. She did. She spoke to that through the book in different ways. Yeah. And she was always diminished by him Mm -hmm. to not allow that to develop. And so she was quite shocked by being dismissed. She was stunned to silence. Mm-hmm. She did what she was, she was responsible by being obedient to the end, but she left in shock. She's not satisfied. Well, basically, basically fucked her and they didn't even go have a drink or dinner, you know, and no. I'm not saying that's worth getting fucked, but I'm just saying yeah. he, he manipulated the whole thing. He alluded, he didn't say it outright, right. but he gestured that they would first do what they're going to do before they go out. Yeah. And then he went to his cabinet Knowing she was watching him on purpose to say, I've got eggs and bacon and whatever my rations in here, and I'm going to have a dinner cooked for me. Basically saying, we're not going out to dinner. My 17-year-old is coming over to cook me food, and I'm going to fuck her or whatever. You know, whatever. Right. And you're dismissed. Right. Yep. It (laughs) It was weird. It was very Gordon. You know, he's just not a nice man. It's weird. I don't know. I can't imagine him as a therapist. Well, that's interesting too, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, like we, what we, kind we, of therapist? We go, is we go he? see therapists, and we assume that they're all together. No, a lot of therapists <laughs> are in therapy. Well, all therapists should be in therapy, mm, but a lot of them are. Yeah, like actually, constantly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. You know, there's still a few chapters left. I think it goes to chapter twenty-two. We're at eighteen. Oh, really? Okay. So there's still more to learn about what's coming up for this character. I imagine that what comes next is we get the full expression of her dissatisfaction. I think we her, like the way she sees herself and how she is going to move forward. I think that's what's going to, you know, but I don't know. We'll see. I've been surprised every chapter. Yeah, every chapter. <laughs> every chapter surprised. so far. Yeah. That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers! Cheers!